everybody. Welcome to Tadaima, Terrace House Podcast, your weekly companion. It's your favorite show on Netflix. I'm Robert Scarpinito, and I am joined here by Daily Wilhelm. Konbanwa. Jack Cepeda. Tie rope dancing. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Tie rope dancing. Hi, ready? That was lovely, Jack. Thank you. And Colin Sparling. Squawk! Happy Turkey Day, everybody. Hope yes, you and yours yes. are doing well. That's yeah. a marked difference from tightrope dancing. Well, it's it's Piro. tradition. What is Piero? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? It was Piero. Yeah, Piero. What is that? It's a Piero. French word, maybe. It looks French as hell. Makes, I want pierogies now. I, uh, here's you. a guess. It is a, it's a ballerina move where you spin on your toes. No, because that's pirouette. <laughs> okay, then it's I'm stuck in my head now. Piro is a stock character of pantomime and commedia dell'arte, whose origins in the late 17th. It's a mime. It's a mime. Oh god! It's a mime. So my least favorite thing. That that's uh, it's a pretty that's a pretty big stretch there. So he's calling her a mime. (laughs) Who knows? Like a French clown on a tightrope. Like one of the old unfunny ones. How do you dance on a tightrope? Okay, too many questions. Anyway. Beautifully. But yes, uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, turkey basters. If you are turkey. American, we'd like to wish you a happy American Thanksgiving, American Turkey Day, where you get to stuff your face full of food and no one will judge you for it. Not that really that happens much in America, I feel. And Hit. we are thankful for you listening and enjoying. Maybe you guys are listening to us on an airplane. Maybe you're commuting to your dinners. And so thank you for having us in your ears. Yes. And if you're not, use this excuse to just eat. Just mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. Anything Actually, I, I, celebrating I hope you're listening. Do it. Here, I, I hope what they're doing, I, this is what I picture the listener doing. I want you to take this podcast and, and I hope you're playing it at like 2x speed. And then you're just like sitting at the d- the dinner table and fucking going hard on your turkey dinner like your Kobayashi, just mm. just just going in on it, just you think just pe- scarfing it. Colin, you think people are like ignoring their family during Thanksgiving and are listening to this podcast <laughs> after eating at the dinner table? That's a dark reality right there. Hold on, just well, to, just to be safe though, awesome. if you are doing that, we love you and we're your family now. Yes, yeah. we are your family. Well, so some some people unfortunately sit at the dinner table, and as soon as they sit down at the dinner table, their family are like, "Hey, politics!" And they're like, "Well, I'm oh, out." Yep, that totally happens. That's a real thing. Yep. I mean, eat your feelings. That's the main yeah. thing. Counter them feelings. with, "Hey, Terrace House." Actually, you know, you know, what would be even better after you finish your turkey dinner. Sit next to a cozy, warm fire, and just lay back in your recliner and let that turkey sleepiness take over. Mm. And you can just pass out listening to the sounds of our voices. Ooh, I like that. So here's the and trick. screaming about this episode. Here's the trick to combat <laughs> sleepy turkey. Marinate it in Red Bull overnight. Robert actually no. did this, you guys. <laughs> I've actually nice. done this. No. I've gotten a meat injector and injected a turkey with cranberry Red Bull. <laughs> Oh my god! Was it good? I'm upset. Was it good? No, it tasted like dry turkey because all the sugar oh. evaporated. Mm. Yeah, it didn't I'm help. Upset. Lessons learned. This sounds like something Ruka would have tried in the early days. Hey, you know I oh, experiment Ruka. in the kitchen. I know what I'm doing in the kitchen at least. But One of my favorite things is somebody called a turkey baster. What? Where did I hear this from? Turkey I baster, a uh, Canadian squirt gun. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> anyway, nice. yes. Uh, so again, 
happy holidays to you and yours. If you yes. are international and have either already celebrated Thanksgiving or don't celebrate it at all, take this day to be thankful because you know what? We don't need a day to tell us to be thankful. Every day you should be thankful for something. Life lessons. Thankful. Thank you. Wow. Deep wisdom. <laughs> but you know what we're thankful for? Maybe not this episode. This episode was a weird one, y'all. <laughs> listen, oh, listen. I'm just going to say it right off the top. Fuck this episode. Whoa. You know, yeah, during the pre-roll here, I got the sentiment that, like, we're not too high on this episode. And it's like, come on. Like, this is the finale of part one for international Netflix. Like, we have to wait a long time <laughs> to see what happens here. So give us something juicy to talk about for the coming weeks. Like, give us a foothold. I, the thing about it is this comes out weekly elsewhere they don't have to wait really any longer than what two weeks well so every four weeks they take a break so okay. for after this episode they probably had to wait like a week okay yeah it's like well, yeah. i mean yeah i mean guys like as much as like maybe we didn't enjoy this i'm sure there was a subset of fans that this was like <laughs> the episode y'all <laughs> most yeah. certainly not us, but somebody. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a big development. We'll we'll talk about it with mm -hmm. uh, with Kenny Son. Yeah, this is this is a this is an episode for Risa Kenny shippers. I think. Yes, this is definitely that episode for if some reason. Exist. But let's yeah. kick things off from the start. We go to the panel and they open up their episode like after all their you know like oh no script at all like this is you know Terrace House show six strangers etc. They say last week was a shocker and my brain was like yeah, oh no. they're finally gonna talk about it. And they talk no. about Ruka's pasta. No. Yeah. They took the tablecloth and just ripped it out from under everything that's set like, on the table. Like, y'all, I would understand if, like, Ruka putting an egg into boiling water and then dumping it out, you know, with the pasta water. If that was, like, the lone main event of last week, I would totally get, like, being like, wow, last week a lot happened. But we also saw porn last week. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> we're just gonna just we? they, they over. are trolling us at Terrace House. They are fucking trolling us. How like, did we, we really see it? Did we imagine that it was? Yeah, like, was it in our heads? Dude, listen, guys. There's no way that four people who all recall the same thing were just imagining. Something. Hold on, yeah, I mean, is this just collective mass hallucination? Like Daily said, like, like what is going to, on? To be fair, guys, we did all smoke those bowls of peyote before we recorded the live oh, react. So that might have been it. Yeah. That Ayahuasca that did, did us in. Yeah. I would have rather seen something else than show his ass. <laughs> I don't know. You want to see his dick? I didn't want to, but damn. You almost did. Listen, Shohei is a shining beacon in this season right now. Shohei is kind of one of the best things about this season. That's yes. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. I, I just find it real odd that they're not mentioning it. And I think it, it just supports Jack's theory that maybe there are different cuts of this this uh, that episode mm. out there. But when we get into the episode proper, we're on the first floor with Kenny and Cowdy, and Kenny remarks that, oh, my broccoli is gone. And, oh, <laughs> we seem to be out of eggs. <laughs> he thought it was funny, too. It's like, oh, Ruka did it? And I missed it? He cooked and I missed it? Yeah. Like, I wanted to try it. Um, oh, man. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. But then, you know, you have Cowdy kind of being like, hey, you know, at least Ruku's starting to try. You know, he's taking the trash out late at night since he doesn't get up early anyway. He's been washing his dishes, which, in my opinion, isn't praiseworthy, but well, it's a good start. From what she said, it sounded like he was just taking care of, like, all the dishes, like the house's dishes. Oh. Like, he has taken it upon himself to 
be the dishwasher or load the dishwasher, one or the other. He's okay. a night owl, so he's spending his time at night when everyone else is sleeping, helping out with chores. That's pretty cool. Okay. It's good for him. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's showing signs. He's showing signs, but it just it matters how long this lasts. We have to, that's what we have to see. Consistency. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, that's what it's about. Right. Uh, Kenny, meanwhile, is worried about the fight between Haruka and Risiko. He's extremely worried. It's it's weighing on his conscience. And he brings up that he was looking up threads online, which uh, that happens occasionally on the show where, you know, they're very aware of the social media around them. But apparently he's found out via, I don't know, probably Twitter or maybe two channel or something uh, that Haruka blocked Risiko on Instagram. <gasps> All of- Oh, oh man! Sixth grade drama in its oh. full glory and display. Oh, no. What what All what a tragedy, man! Oh man! All oh. this communicates to me is that Kenny was like googling himself. <laughs> he was like wanting <laughs> yeah. to know what people were saying. Yeah, and, and he saw that people were discussing that. Even though I don't know, like I know time is a little differently from the way we see it in the episode versus like when it's actually happening. But I feel like this is a dead thing. Like this fight is over. We're past that. And he's just like, I'm worried about them. They might kill each other in their sleep. I don't know. Instagram followers is everything in life. It's so clear through everything he's done that he is so concerned with how he looks. You know, I mean, everything he does is art. He's worried about if it's something that people will like or not, Mm. uh, you know, which we talk about later. But it's just he's so concerned with what's going on in terms of his image. And it's just really been to his detriment this whole part one, right? All 12 of these episodes has been bleeding through. Uh, There's signs of that. And it's part of the reason why I can't really, like, relate to the guy. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Jack, you put it really, really in. A, you put it really well. Uh, I, I want to stake a claim and what happens in this scene, too, because it, I think, as Jack said, it does come through the rest of the episode. And I think it, it, it fills in a lot of blanks for me with with Kenny in terms of like his kind of, I don't know, motivations in the house sometimes and why he says certain things. Mm. So, yeah, like. He's he just seems to be like really worried for no reason. And at least he's smart enough to admit that he's hearing a lot of this from Risiko, too. So like Risiko could be lying to make herself look better than Haruka, Mm. which that's a total possibility. But I think Kaori really nails it on the head here when she says Risiko is a lot more friendly toward the guys, especially you in particular. Haruka is not. So because there's like less of less interaction you have with Haruka, the differently you probably see her. Mm. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. This this at the end of the day though, this kind of boils down to like drama that doesn't matter. You know what nope. I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I I get the power of social media, right? Like, you know, when you're when you're trained to be a journalist, there's a lot of like, oh, you got to have good branding on social media and all that shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just followers. It's just people pretending to like you and giving you numbers. Yeah. But but why do you care? Yeah. Who is following who? I don't give a fuck. I mean, some people get caught up in that, man. It's it's a slippery slope of especially if you're you're the type who leans towards clout chasing and whatever else. I, like what happens on social media matters a ton to you. And I yeah. mean, I mean, I think I think we're learning pretty quickly here that that Kenny is one of those people. Right. Man. Like he definitely cares what's happening on social media. Yeah. And, you know, and but the thing is, you know, some people it's really dis- difficult for, for them to disconnect that from real life you know they can't it's hard for them to take a step back 
And some people are so used to that dopamine drip. I mean, it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's like it, a- it became very clear very quickly that Kenny is really the only one that sees this as like, ooh, hot mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. Everyone else kind of lambasted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it became a weird moment and maybe didn't need to be. Yeah, because we, we move up to the girls' room and now Kaudi was with Haruka and Kaudi asks, hey, did you block Risiko? And Haruka is a bit wishy-washy about it. It's like she's afraid to answer the question. She's kind of like, oh, uh, no. So this is like a really good case study here. I mean, the camera zoomed in on on Haruka's response uh, pretty well there. And it was so obvious to me she was lying and being deceitful. Mm. And this is, like, I mean, with those nonverbal cues. And so this is something kind of interesting, right? Like, if you ask somebody a question uh, and if they shift their eyes to the left real quick, like Haruka did here, more than likely, that's a sign that they're being deceitful in whatever they say next. If they actually go to the right, if they shift their eyes to the right, then they're more than likely being truthful, which is interesting. And obviously, we, as we know, someone's trying to remember something, they usually shift up to the left as well with their eyes. So when she did that, I rewinded a couple times like, oh, my God, it's like so oh, obviously a lie. So mm-hmm. interesting factor. And I just wonder why she felt the need to lie about it. It's like, who cares? Right. Like. Especially, yeah, they, they were even framing it as like, aha, it's not a thing. Yeah. And I mean, just like you, you was, know, yeah. As, as much as we've been saying social media, you know, like it, it's not that big a deal. After a fight as big as they had, what, in episode nine, it's like, would I fault her for unfollowing Risiko? Like, not even a little bit. Like, that was Monica a rough is fight. Also, like, like Kenny, she's concerned with her image. She's mm-hmm. concerned with how she comes across on the show with cameras, all that thing, all that stuff. So, that's probably it was a knee jerk reaction to lie. That's kind of not a great trait, right? Like mm-hmm. when the first thing you do is like, oh, what do I do to look cool here? Yeah. Mm. Uh, they shift the conversation over to the fact that they both agree that the guys can be tough to talk to for both of them, uh, especially Kenny, because he's too chill, which might be where the name of this episode comes from, because he's just always chilling, man. He's he always chilling. Yeah, he's just chilling out, relaxing, going with the flow. Maxing all cool. Shoot yeah, some b-ball outside of the school, but a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making no. trouble in my neighborhood. <laughs> fun little fight. My mom, okay, how long are you going to let me go? I would we're, we're, go. Okay. <laughs> we're not stopping you. Yeah, forever no, and ever and ever. Now no, I, I, I think that, that, I mean, as we've said several times before, it's just, it's not really so much chilling as he is just passive. He's just passive about everything. Mm. Passive you know? boys. Exactly. He's the number one passive boy. Uh, why is it that whenever we get a musician on this show, I get excited at first and I'm always let down okay, <laughs> on Terrace House, not just Tokyo. As I say, opening new doors, Masao is anything but passive. But you still he, got let down. But we did get let down. I got let down. They're always disappointing. True. It's That's like a fair. liability if you're a musician now. Terrence is like, can we go a stint here and just see what happens when we don't bring any more musicians? Mm. Because they always seem to disappoint for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll mm. have to It's see. a curse. It is. Uh, but they also do both agree that of the boys, Shohei is the easiest to talk to, which I, I kind of I feel that because Shohei just seems like the most interesting of the three boys yeah. just in general. And he gives... More often than not, the most sage advice. Yes. Yes. He, I mean, he was. 
he like Hello. brought us back to reality in terms of like oh you know there's bigger issues out there there was a murder down the block <laughs> yeah no he definitely gives salient advice and i think that he really he tends to ground the people in the house even if even if it might be something is like hey like we shouldn't be worrying about petty stuff we should be worrying about what's going on in the world even this is not the most um empathetic answer uh it's definitely like it grounds people and he he shows a genuine interest in what people have going on with i just think generally this group of three guys is just generally weak as a trio and Mm. so i think shohei's getting the terrace house bump here because we're comparing him to ruka and kenny yeah and they're it's more they're lame not showing so great mm. my opinion he's fine though what's kind of interesting too is that the guys never became that good of friends i feel like like they definitely talk but like have we ever really seen them hang out like outside of the house I thought Shohei and Ruka would become better friends early on, but yeah, it's gone nowhere. There's not great chem. I mean, it's that's the thing. It's so passive. It's not great, but it's not bad either. It's yeah. just like yeah. bleh. <laughs> just like there. It is very bleh. You don't see them going out to a bar and drinking and talking yeah. or going out to dinner and talking. We just don't really get many scenes like that. I I mean, maybe we did, but I can't remember the last one. La- last time they had a powwow, I feel like, was when... Um, uh, Risiko complained that they were being too passive, and then Shohei said to the guys, hey, we're being too passive, right? That's the last time I yeah. feel like all yeah. three of them had any conversation in the room. Yeah, usually what you see is Shohei and Kenny kind of mentoring Ruka a bit, you know, like giving him encouragement and advice, which is nice, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it goes any deeper than that. It kind of feels like they do it out of obligation because he's the young one. <sighs> yeah. I'm yeah. ready for more people <laughs> i think i'm there now that might be the moral of this whole episode it's like i'm ready for a refresh a terrace refresh sam oh yeah yeah i'm i'm getting there too but we'll, we'll talk about it i'm getting nancy get to- so yeah. the next scene here is a classic example of shohei just being a stand-up guy where haruka wants to talk to him she basically unloads a bit and says i know i have trouble making friends with people my age it's just kind of tough and Shohei pretty much nails it on the head where he says, if you're distant, then others will be too. Like you can't yeah. close yourself off from people and expect others to open <clears throat> up to you. So there's a lot going on here for me with this scene because she also goes on to elucidate that when she she doesn't have any problems hanging out and finding something to talk about when she's with older guys. The thing that really stood out to me here was that she's like, well, naturally, I'm the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And I was like. That I kind of get that. Like, I feel like she needs because think about what she said when the guys were being too passive. She's like, like, do I not have any allure? Like, she needs people to pay a lot of attention to her and make her feel beautiful. And like, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, at all. But it's something that's definitely central to her core desires in order to feel close to somebody and be and be friends with them. So if she's not getting that kind of vibe from someone then she's not gonna it doesn't sound like she's gonna overextend herself to try and connect with anyone else either and so i i get that aspect of it like for me personally in my personal relationships i cannot ever and maybe this is a character flaw i don't know you guys tell me but like i just can't pretend i like somebody if i don't like them Mm. like if i'm not talking to you if i if i'm not trying to hang out like it's not because i'm waiting for you to do something it's because i don't want you to talk to me either (laughs) you know talk to me yeah it's like i'm treating you the way i want to be treated this kind of thing and i'm okay 
being around people like, you know, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm realistic about that. Like everyone can't like everybody. I can't be everyone's mm, best yeah. friend. You know, I'd much rather have quality of friends rather than quantity of friends. Mm. And like, I don't, and I don't ever want to feel like obligated to do something on the weekend or Friday night that I don't want to do. And, and I don't want to mm. feel like forced to pretend that I like somebody when I really don't like them. I actually would just wouldn't mind avoiding you. So I, yeah, I can see her if she's in a house and she's not connecting with people in that house like feeling that weird pressure like well i'm on the show like i have to sit here and have conversations with you at these days and times in these in these rooms that we specified like yeah that would be kind of rough like well actually i'm just not interested in talking to you and mm. so i don't want to so i kind of almost so, thought the way that conversation was going was that she was going to tell him that she's leaving soon yeah but it didn't happen. I, yeah i mm. totally got that impression because it does it feels a lot like the same thing that kenny said in the terms of like I'm not asking people out because I don't want to give them the impression that I like them. It's like she's not hanging out with people because she doesn't want to give them the impression that she wants to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in terms of practicality, I loved the moment where it was like, well, everyone's so old and I don't want to be like a lonely old lady because every- all my friends are going to die long before me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's kind of come full like- circle. <laughs> Shohei in the beginning was like the old people who think that we're going to die. And now Hanukkah's talking about yeah. the old people dying too. <laughs> now she's like, all my old people are going to die on me. Yeah. I'm I mean, it so could be part, that could be part of the reason why she took uh, offense at that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it definitely could be part of it because she doesn't want to think about some of her older friends that, I mean, that are definitely, they're probably going to kick the bucket bef- well before she does. So, and, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, and, and to Jack's point too, like, it, I mean, relationships relationships are a two-way street but when it comes down to it man it, it like beyond that uh you, there's only so much time in the day there's only, only too many so many relationships you could foster right you yeah. know because otherwise the like some of those relationships are going to suffer it's just mm-hmm. how it goes so and you got to pick and choose yeah. your battles yeah and then if you do have like 45 friends and they're all constantly pulling you and doing things like you're almost living for them rather than living for yourself like you're never gonna have any time yeah. Right, exactly, either. and that can be a, a stressor as well. And, and also, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Good, no, go ahead. Just like as as you hit adulthood, you you kind of realize this. Like, you don't need to see someone every day to maintain a relationship with them. You don't need to see them every week or even every month. Like the older you mm. get, you kind of realize like relationships. Like everyone gets busy with one thing or another or another thing. You know, so it's kind of amorphous in that idea that you don't need to keep texting each other. You don't need to keep calling each other every night unless you're like besties or like family or something. Right. I think with Haruka, what her, her thing here is that she doesn't really want to forge many relationships because she's not interested in other people. Right. Like that's kind of the big driving force here is that Shohei says you have to express interest in people. And she's like, but I'm not interested in people. Which sounded just like super blunt, but at the same time, I I totally get it, but at the same, but it's just such, it's a harsh phrase. Like, I'm not interested in other people. I respect it. I respect it. Like, hey, be real. Because I I, I don't want someone, I mean, that's why, controversial opinion, that's why Shohei and Kaui aren't going to be a thing. Mm. Because Shohei doesn't look at Kaui as being someone who's sincere and real. Mm. You know, so I would Mm. rather, so I would rather that happen, you know, and if we don't get along, then so be it. We weren't meant to. But See, it's funny, Robert, you bring up that point about, you know, when you're adults, uh, you know, you don't need to speak very often to maintain a friendship because literally one of my best friends from the Midwest, I moved here to Austin, you know, three years ago. And one of my best friends, uh, we had a mutual friend that was on the local news and it wasn't a great characterization back uh-oh. home. 
But I texted him like first time in two years, like, hey, this guy that we both know was on the local news. Did you see the story? And he hadn't seen it yet. But it was like we never skipped a beat. You know, just like, hey, I hope you're good. Hope you're well. Wish your family well. Da da da. You know, next time I'm in town, like, let's hang out. And it was super cool. And we're still like, I can still consider him one of my best friends in the world. I just haven't talked to him for two years, but it's still all good. Those yeah. are the best friendships where you can just pick up right where you left off. Right. Yeah. It's no big deal. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm. But I don't know. I, I think to counter uh, your point, Jack, about like, so I agree that, yes, I don't want to be friends with people I don't want to be friends with. Right. Like, that's just kind of like who wants that. But I think there is this this baseline, like human decency of like, I don't I don't want to be your friend in the long run, but we can at least have a pleasant conversation, even if it's about the weather, like. Mm. You know, we can we can at least be decent to each other. I think she's tried right. that and I think she's been she's past it now. So, yes, there's a there's it's like a gradual thing. Right. It's not mm-hmm. like all or nothing. Like, I think Howard has maybe attempted that so far. And she has been like proactively like, you know, asking Shohei to go to the workshop and trying to do things and hang out with people. Obviously, the Risako thing is what it is. Um, but I think she's at that point now where she's like, you know what? She's kind of throwing her hands up. That's why I thought she was about to say I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I and I think part of it too. Well, it, it's like okay, yes, if you don't want to have like a superficial relationship, or she does, she doesn't have interest in the people she lives with. That's fine, but also you have to keep in mind too that like if you're living in a house with with other people for an extended period of time, right? On a show, on especially on a show, yeah, and and you're not doing anything to sort of build those relationships, and it doesn't, it it never really like we've twelve weeks. This is like week twelve here, right? Yes. And it's been 12 weeks and you haven't really gotten much past like basic conversation or pleasantries. I mean, that can be pretty mentally draining. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you mm-hmm. can. They, I mean, that could even make you depressed. You know, yeah. Cause yeah. You, in a way, you don't really have anyone to regularly talk to unless you're going out of your way outside of the house. I mean, it's kind of a toss up now for me. Her or Shohei is being the first to leave. Mm. You know, they both are kind of in the same kind of funk right now. You know, for different reasons, but they both seem to not really be connecting and not really seeing any romance blossoming. And I think Haruka, you know, know what we know of her. I think she kind of came in thinking she was going to be the hot girl of the of the three girls. Girl. Like, oh man, all the guys are going to be paying attention to me. This is what I'm used to. This is what happens every time I hang out with my old guys. I'm the center of attention. They're going to be fawning over me. It's going to look really good. It's going to be good for my career. And like, literally. Kenny said she looked good from below in the pool one time, and that was kind of it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So maybe I wonder what part of comment. her personality has to do with that, too, that we didn't see. Right. Maybe, you know, that she corners people and, like, she and Risiko both, they should have bonded on this, but, like, the number of times that they have, like, ranted at people and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> clearly not understanding entirely what their point is. Mm-hmm. They should have bonded on that. They could have been besties at interrogations. They let guys and rivalries and petty shit get in the way, and it so often does. And that's the thing, though, is that because they're bad at discussions like that, when they finally do have a pretty heated discussion, neither of them really understand the other, despite saying yeah. that, like, I think I understand you, and we're just not going to fight about it anymore. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just the whole genesis of the girl fight is that they're too similar, that they're too stubborn. They're both, yeah. you know, they're deep. In this discussion with Shohei as well, Haruka does admit that she blocked Risiko, quote, by mistake. It was on purpose. Um, um, guys, sure can I? Did. Hold on. Yeah. Moment of silence, everybody. Hey, Dally, uh, Robert, and Colin. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's all. 
okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Hanukkah did block her by mistake. You know, it was just an accident, you know? Um, and then I love Shohei's response here because he's just like, just talk to her. Like, it's fucking social media. What does it matter? Just talk to her, you know? Like, he's, he's again, very level-headed here. So we go to the girls' room, and it's Cowdy and Risiko. And uh, Cowdy's asking Risiko, hey, are you ever comfortable in this room? Like, does this room make you uncomfortable? Which I think is a fair question to ask, right? Risiko mm-hmm. is in the middle of responding. And then Haruka walks in. Silence. The conversation dies. Got mad awkward. So mad awkward. awkward. Like, yeah, it did. Whoa. Like, this is the kind of thing that Risiko was talking about, where when she walks into the room, the conversation dies. Same thing here. Yeah. And then in- that's a legitimate complaint to have, too. It's like, um, clearly you don't want me to hear what you were saying or you don't feel comfortable with me being there. Yeah, it's a palpable energy. Yeah. And so Risiko just plops down and then she's like reading the back of some sort of like Haruka. nail product Haruka. or something, makeup. Yeah, yeah. Haruko sits down and yeah. Yeah. And then she just whispers to Kaori. So hey, should I bring up? Should I bring up the social media thing? Anyone would hate that. I know. If, like, why? Especially you, someone that you don't already get along with. Like, bitch. I, I think I was, vi- I was visibly face palming when this was happening. I was like, are, are we in fucking high school? It's are like, we in middle school? It's like, does Haruka just not understand how annoying that would be or just not care? I think it's she doesn't care. Yeah. Because, like, she's heard it from Risiko herself that it's like well you guys are such good friends and like you whisper to each other underscore <laughs> underline like right in front of me she knows that that bothers Risiko and yet she's does it anyway it. Mm-hmm. yeah and you know Cody is I feel like she's getting a little annoyed by it too because the first thing she says is hey why are you nudging me like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> right like just be an adult just say what's on yeah. your mind because I mean even if like even if you had done the whisper thing and then decide let's not bring it up like you've just brought it up you know what I mean oh, yeah. like you can't just say like oh I've got a secret and it's about you but I'm not gonna say it like never mind yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Like, it's well, nothing it's so oh my god school. like i don't know the, the whole uh the whole scene was just ridiculous yeah and so that of course they they t- talk about their instagram thing which is what haruka was whispering about mm. and yeah that's just like okay yeah i i blocked you is that okay and they're like yeah i i, I don't yeah i don't care neither yeah. of us care she said she <laughs> unblocked her afterward yeah but guess what yeah. i just blocked you who cares yeah no one cares <laughs> And then the yeah, situation. they've already established they don't fucking like each other. The thing about it is, why did Kenny had to stir this shit up? Why did he even bring it up? Why does he care? It's it's kind of all was, goes back to he Kenny was, snooping. He was trying to be less passive in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and, and I hate too that because he's older, his concern there I think uh, tricked Cowdy into thinking like, oh maybe maybe this is a thing to be concerned about. She becomes the uh, messenger no. for his message. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's Cody's job in the house it seems is just to be the messenger all the time I noticed something about the way everyone speaks to each other mm. I've only ever heard like senpai like the honorific senpai like you are you are my elder you are yeah. you know more than me used with Kauri no one says that to Kenny <laughs> it's always Kenny-san uh, <laughs> or interesting. just Kenny yeah like 
the respect difference that we have seems to be the same respect difference that they have mm -hmm. as far as like who's the real mature one here yeah wow yeah, i totally get that but risiko shifts gears to cowdy now and is like hey how do you feel about ruka and you know cowdy is seeing that he's trying he's at least trying and he's becoming a little bit more of a man to her maybe just a little bit maybe things are on the horizon for them i'm not sure oh, oh man i wouldn't go that a, far we'll see i mean did you see the pasta did you see that uh, <laughs> he is trying though he, i mean he he's trying but i if if i'm cowardly in this situation i'm not gonna look at that and be like okay he's been cleaning up his dishes and making himself food for the past three days i like him now like he, yeah. he's, on the, he's on the upward trend i give him yeah. his props you know right he's, he's doing what he needs to do to improve slowly baby steps here yeah the Up line the stairs the line that caught my attention though was cowdy said that she's seeing him as more of a man just like at the tamago kake gohan restaurant oh and i don't think watching a boy talk about how he wants to be spider-man is necessarily a manly conversation mm. yeah it was Question a very mark? confusing comment for me too because I, I mean it was still like a mom and son date yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it's because he like went out of his way to find the restaurant mm. and like was like, oh, I, I'm being thoughtful. Yeah, it was yeah. thoughtful. Yeah, that's fair. It was. Uh, we cut to the shitro and then we cut to the kitchen where it's June 25. It's Cowdy's birthday. And everyone in the kitchen's preparing. You got Risiko, Shohei, Kenny, and Ruka. Apparently Ruka's been cooking since three. And then Haruka leads Cowdy in by covering her eyes the entire time. It's like, step this way, step this way. No, 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 over here, this way. Turn around. Okay, over here. All right, now sit. It's so cute. It is pretty cute. Yeah. It's adorable. This whole scene is adorable. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. And she lifts her hands, and then Cowdy is like, oh, my God. You know, everyone sings happy birthday. Happy birthday. So my question is, isn't the happy birthday song, like, copyrighted by someone or something? Yes. I wonder how Netflix got away with putting it in the sh in the show. Hey, I think it's, well, I think the time hmm. has passed now. I think you can just sing "Happy Birthday" openly. Yeah, fair. And it was in, not in English either, so who knows? That's and true. Plus, I mean, he was playing it himself. It's not like they played it on a recording. Mm. Yeah, it's not like they played a song. Yeah, right, right. Um, such a dumb it, thing. God, <laughs> it's a, it's a nice time. Uh, I will say it was a little bit underscored for me by the fact that there was definitely some yellowtail wine on the table. <laughs> some <laughs> like, nice cheap wine nice cheap wine hey man yeah get the job done it uh, looked like they had a good time the yeah. thing about it is her face she's like oh wow she looked at the food looked over candy like oh wow sing her the song and then i think shohei i can't remember who exactly said he's like uh ruka cooks all the food and then the look on her face is like oh no <laughs> like oh god like, well in fucking fairness here ruka did an awesome job and you know what he cooked a lot of, i'll say it he cooked a lot of shit that i definitely can't cook or have not cooked before mm. uh you know the guacamole looks solid paella mm. all, he did mussels steamed mussels that doesn't seem easy to me to to make it good yeah, so I, I mean he has made leaps and bounds as Tokui said like we might see him uh uh with some giant mural on the side of the building someday like look what i did yeah. He okay. So came back I, from the brink not of to yuck, not to yuck everyone's yum about how good Ruka's cooking is, but I would like to point that they said the words he was the head chef, so he obviously got help from the rest of the people in the house. You think? He, yeah. He said okay. they said head chef. Yeah. I think people helped him out. He googled some recipes. They helped him make stuff. 
And he probably got some help from Shohei. In fact, he probably got a lot of help from Shohei, but he was giving him all the credit to make him look good in front of Kyrie. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying he he did stuff that I've never even attempted yet. So, like, props to him, and they're giving him the credit. And yeah, it, no, I guess my, it tastes good, too. Yeah, my theory is in line with Colin. I think Shohei is the world's greatest wingman and cooked most of that stuff and let Ruka take credit for it. I want to think Ruka did it himself. Let me live my lie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That, that's, uh, that's fair. I'm... Sure. He sure as sure as hell didn't plate it. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, man. I it's almost it would have been almost better if he hadn't cooked it because of like the kind of backhanded comment that he gets like, oh, this is really good. No, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. And I think <laughs> later like you uh, likens that to like a grandmother being like, this is the best piece of art I've ever seen. Let me put it on the fridge kind of thing, you know, right there yeah. on the fridge. Where it's yeah. really like um, patronizing. Yeah. Right, right. It, it, it just felt a little bit like, oh, we've seen your worst. And now like this, there's a very low bar for you to pass for me to be like, this is this is good. You know? Wow, um, this is so good. It, I'm so surprised. I think one thing we can all agree on is like he's making improvements over that egg water pasta broccoli. The, the carbonara, if you will. Yeah. Um, was it? It was not carbonara. But what I find fun here is they actually mentioned Shingeki no Kyojin by name, Attack on Titan by name, which is like arguably one of the mo- biggest anime in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I, so I didn't know that uh, Kaori had a big interest in, in anime or manga or any of that. And so because when she was referencing books, I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And then Ruka runs and grabs his Shingeki stack. no Kyojin. Yeah, his short second manga. Hands it over Cowdy along with some sunscreen and uh, other presents for her birthday. To and block the infrared rays. Infrared, <laughs> infrared rays. I'm like, oh my it god. Was, <laughs> Everyone's so been giving him so much shit for that. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was cute so smooth up until that moment because it was like an easy way for him to be like, oh, you wanted to borrow that manga. Yeah, let me go grab that. And then him mm-hmm. being like, oh, here's also a present. Mm-hmm. And then he opened his mouth. He started I, talking. To be fair, Ruka, that's some dumb shit that I would say. How'd so, you pick that perfume? I smelled it. No, we know you smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also about that short stack of manga he dropped down on the table. Though, if you look closely, those pages look worn. He read those a bunch. Those got some some turns going. On. There were some well worn books. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him though. Attack on Titans, like, I mean, it's not my cuppa, but I get it. It's a big deal. People like it. Yeah, I, I I wonder though if I wonder if Kaori is reading it just to read it, or if she's reading it for Ka- for Ruka's sake to take interest. I was thinking maybe she's just See? like doing research too for her own art. That's kind of how I looked at it. Oh, do not do not try to do the art from Shingeki no Kyojin. It's rough. It's bad. It's rough. It is not. No. It's improved. It's improved over time. It is not a manga. I would. So it's the most popular, but it doesn't look good, is what you're saying. It's the story of it. People were wow. captured by the story. Interesting. Um, I I think honestly there there might be a little bit of actual interest from Kaori because like when uh or actually it might have been Risiko who said this. Well, when Ruka brought out the manga, someone said something along the lines of like, "Oh, is this like after the basement thing?" Which is like a really big turning point later in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like that's at least some level of like, oh, I know what the story is like. You know, like. I have some investment in what this is. 
I don't know. I thought that was really cool. And it's it's very few, like very few times do you see other major like products or I guess shows yeah. mentioned on this show. So it was neat. For yeah. Me. So that's one for Attack on Time. We've gotten a Dragon Ball reference one other time too. Yeah. And another thing too in this scene that this happens like after everyone scatters. Basically everyone realizes like, oh, Ruka just gave a gift. We should li- give him alone Come time on. with Cody, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Cody asks, do you know what you want to do when you're 30? He doesn't know, but he just wants to be rich. Which I think ties okay. into the whole, like, I want to be cool. Join the fucking club. <laughs> oh, you want to be rich, I, you say? Oh, okay, okay. Don't we all? Yeah, it's, it's like, that's such, again, that just feels like a, you know, a 10-year-old. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be rich. Yeah, and, and this this dude has no clue what the hell he wants. In, in case that's not apparent no. by now, in Tokyo or New York, so and I've seen that too. There's a lot of interest of uh, just people that's never been to America to go to New York City. I definitely understand it because it's just so prevalent in media and entertainment. Mm. But I've lived here my whole life. I've never been to New York City. I still want to see. Go. I read that as him desperately trying to relate to Spider-Man in some way because she didn't oh <laughs> that's it Spider-Man right. uh, that's that's it. It. yeah like that's he it. can't <laughs> become a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man until he's actually in New York in the no. Bronx but I was like dude you can't even speak English yet <laughs> but didn't Kauri mention something about New York and then he was like oh I'd love to go to New York we're totally the same I think I swear Gosh. I want to say because I know Cody she's traveled it's a like lot she, She's a well-traveled yeah, person. Yeah. She is. She lived well, in France. She, in she talked about, you know, eating the mussels when she was in Paris. Paris. Well to, to do with that calorie. Well to do. Very well to do. Yes. Yeah. I did find it kind of strange that like when everyone did kind of scramble out of the kitchen to give them, quote unquote, alone time. Yeah, it was very it just blatant. just felt a little stilted. It was very, very blatant. Like, oh, that's read yeah. the room kind of stuff there that I wouldn't get. I'd be like, well, this is a birthday party, so let's party. Not like, oh, he wants to talk to her, let's leave. I would That would have gone over my head. Yeah, just really strange. And, and there's no way that Cody didn't just pick up on what the hell just happened there. Mm. Yeah. You I, know? It's it's another one of those moments that felt very overly produced. You know? Producer son hmm. stepped in, hmm. said, hey, everyone, can you get can you fuck off? <laughs> everyone leave. Can you, can, you, can you please get the fuck out? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to have a moment Matt. here. Matt. Get the mat. <laughs> Get Bring the, out mat. the mat. <laughs> okay. uh, next scene here. We're on the roof and it's Shohei and Kenny. And Kenny is all of a sudden out of nowhere. Very interested in Risiko. He says, what is that? Quote, well, it's not cool to be wishy-washy. So, yeah, I do like her. So the only thing that makes sense to me is that he was reading the online comments. Yep. Yep, that sounds like a quote. Like he could have ex- looked into the camera and been like, "I'm not wishy-washy here." Yeah, I'll exactly. Prove it. This is, that's why this exactly. is so fucking sudden. Because it's clear he's indicated he's really looking online. You know, in the comments four or five weeks back, or whatever. That's what everyone's saying. Like, hey, Risako likes you. Fucking go for it. You fuck. And now <laughs> he finally fuck. does. Yeah, like way too late. And keep it yeah, like he, I think when this episode airs or when it's being recorded uh, for episode twelve, that's when episode I want to say seven came out, which is their first date when they went to like Captain's Helm and bought the grinder and stuff. Yeah, that's what happened here. I'm calling it hundred percent. 
Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you, Jack. I think that the only reason that he said that was because that he's trying to do damage control for his image on the show right now. Mm. And yep. so it was just the way he phrased it, too. And in fact, you get kind of a little bit of clues from Shohei because he, I'm pretty sure he's laughing at him because Shohei's thinking like, dude, you are so full of shit. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, he's like, oh, oh, really? You like Risako now? That's like kind of the vibe I got from Shohei. Mm. They want to yeah. go. They want to go can... supping, stand up paddleboarding. Anybody ever done it? Nope. 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 I did it once. It was cool. Okay. Was it fun? Did you get to see the sunset? I my wife was supping and I was just in a regular kayak, ah. so she had a blast. Nice. It's a workout. Yeah. No. He has this whole. Like he has this whole date planned, which like I mean that's cool. It's good to know that as a thirty-one year old, or is it thirty-two now? He can competently plan a date. Good for him. Whoa. You know, yeah, uh, he doesn't know how to look at a weather forecast, though. No, yeah, <laughs> it's like he was literally like, Oh, yeah, I've thought about it over the past three days, and I like Rosako now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how Show even points that out. He, he says straight up, like, just a few days ago, you didn't like her that much, like, literally just a few days. Well, it was the shirt. She picked out the shirt that matched his, and now she's cute. What the fuck is that? Everything she does is cute. Everything she does, I'm just suddenly noticing, is cute. Yeah. Every. every... Okay. (sighs) Something about Risako, too. I don't know if you guys know this, but she has several. There's some several videos of her like doing workout stuff on YouTube with like a lot of views, like hundred thousands of views. Like she's got an online presence before Terrace House ever happened. You know, so. Kenny, look at those. I mean, she looks, you know, is she not attractive after looking at those videos? Like, what do you, what, what, what is happening? The shirt? He, he the watched shirt? the really? videos. He watched the videos and then he was like, wait. Spicy soul could be in the background. Oh, yeah. They have yes. to like, promote the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, too, oh, too little, too God. late, right? Too little, too late is the whole theme here. Yeah. Okay. Cause like, I get that, you know, a lot, a lot of the greatest loves that happen on the planet usually come from, unspectacular things like i would totally believe like oh when was the first moment you knew you loved her was oh she picked a shirt that matched mine and it's like that's a cute moment that's That's cute but it's not cute when you've already known her for 11 weeks have already gone on a few dates and it's like you've had all this time to develop your feelings for her if you like her or not and then all of a sudden it's a shirt yeah the rooftop scene was kind of the make or break i get the sense and Mm. it didn't it fizzled yeah yeah i mean Mm his Kenny's stock with me has already been like dropping and dropping and dropping. And now it's like, he's at the, he's finally like the coasters coming to the drop on the hill and it's just letting go. Now it's just free falling for me. Cause this is this scene after this scene. It's just his stock with me is free falling. It gets worse and worse and worse throughout this episode for so me bad. with him. So let's get to a different scene here. Let's go out to the porch where Kojima san is working on the porch and Still on that porch and Shohei exhibiting the newest of his talents. Helps him carry soil. Good guy, Shohei. God. Shohei. Don't do another job. Shohei's a, like <laughs> legit. I thought that Shohei's going to be the one that works with Kamakura for this season. Yeah. I mean, he's m- the most likely to. It was cool that he went out there just to help. They're like, yeah. oh, like, really? Like, yeah, for real. Like, come, yeah. come help. So Shohei just seems was, like a stand up nice guy. He just doesn't have that one post to yeah. go to. Give him water. Him mm-hmm. and Risako. Bring him water. That was like the most like staged moment i've ever witnessed in terrace house i feel like because it was like all these like worker dudes sitting down and it's like so are there uh couples yet <laughs> and like yeah. show even started laughing yeah like burst out laughing at the ridiculousness of this like 
weird staged tableau that they had going on. Mm-hmm. But the the answer, of course, is no. But Risiko does say she finds Kenny hot, so that's a start. Kenny's hot. Yeah, he, Ken, Kenny's he's he's hot. If the moral of this is anything, is that like looks can only take you so far. Mm. You know, like someone will be mm. attracted to you for your looks, but they'll stay with you and fall in love with you for your personality and for mm. the way you make them feel. And Kenny makes girls feel nothing. I'd argue he goes as far as to make them feel unwanted because here Risiko's whole sticking point is that it's it's great that Kenny is so self-reliant and always tries to solve his problems himself. Mm. But he never relies on me even once. He doesn't like it's like he doesn't trust me with his problems is the vibe yeah, he's get. still got a wall up he's Come, had a wall yeah. up since day fucking one what did she say something like oh he, i wish he would lean on me when he's having a bad day or you know yeah, yeah just be more transparent just feel like feel like you know i, I tr- have a circle of trust kind of thing right and it's not yeah. there i mean and that's I what a, that's a lot to ask for yeah and that's what a relationship him, it is seems right? like, yeah. like even if it's friendship like if it's platonic or romantic like the stronger bonds are formed when when you've had a bad day and you're like, you know, today's the shitty day. I need to talk to this person or I need to lean on this mm. person. You know what I mean? That's that's where a friendship really starts. But Kenny doesn't seem to do that much. At least I get to soak in the glorious silver lined majesty of that man's coif, his <sighs> hair, his beard. Yeah, he has good hair for an old man. I'll have a whole. I would love a whole show. Kojima, right? Kojima-san. (laughs) Okay, that man. He could be a model. He's a model. He is on. Yeah, he is a great, great look. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, The next scene we get here is a bit of a weird one. I feel like this could have gotten even weirder, but it didn't. Uh, We have Risiko and Kenny sitting on the couch. We also have Cody and Ruka sitting on the couch, and then Shohei lounging with a mini guitar. And it's basically the two pseudo couples, uh, kind of finalizing their dates like their next dates make sure you sit on the couch this time and day yeah don't ask each other out until then that's what this was it's just yeah it felt weird and go yeah (laughs) it's not real yeah action yeah but then cody turns to risa goes like hey can we talk on the roof and they go up to the roof and this is where i think we get the sense that cody is leaning more towards shohei than ruka because she, she basically says as much yeah yeah she doesn't know what to say yeah. with with ruka at all but with shohei it's so easy something else we learned about shohei he has two weird knee tattoos i didn't know that until this yeah. episode yeah he has a lot of tattoos actually like Does he, he has have some, a lot yeah he has some on his upper left arm i think or it might be one of his upper arms he has tattoos the i wonder if he has one of the monokini just somewhere we haven't seen it yet Ooh, i'd love it <laughs> yeah we haven't i don't think we've really seen him like shirtless or anything yet because we haven't had any bullshit. we have seen him shirtless thank you very much oh, oh wait, we've seen, seen him, seen him. What you oh, we've had him we've seen him more than shirtless <laughs> okay but another reason I feel why like... another reason i'm frustrated with this season is because there's no fucking pull scenes yet the yeah fuck it is june it's june it just it just yeah. became sam summer get in the pool get in there yeah but yeah, on That's the roof, I, what I find funny here is that Risiko suggests to Cowdy like to go with the flow with Ruka because if you you baby him and make the date too easy for him, he's not going to learn, which I think is a it's a kind of good advice. You know, it's like mm. if you if you keep for like forcing the conversation and driving the conversation, he's not going to learn how to have conversations with people. Yeah, which good makes me wonder about like, yeah, she might be 
interested in Shingeki no Kyojin. It's definitely popular, but now I'm worried that it's like he like jumped on that and it was like, oh my gosh, let's talk about Shingeki no Kyojin. She's just more of like a casual fan, and yeah. it's like, okay, Ruka, yeah, I'll entertain this for you. That's that's yeah, the thing that's, too, and and this points exactly. to why. Shohei and Kauri, sad as it is, are not maybe the most compatible because, as I've stated in earlier podcasts, that Shohei is very comfortable being uncomfortable. And now mm. I'm getting a sense that Kauri is not comfortable being uncomfortable. Shay, people pleasing, yeah, placating. She, she needs it to go smooth. She needs it to go well at all times. And, like, yeah, Ruka needs to take some more L's. I mean, he's taking a few here, but he needs to take some hard L's and, you know, to, to grow and to learn. And to see what works and what doesn't work, you know, so maybe a bad date with Kauri would be good because at the very least, if she's not going to be open and upfront with him, she's told everyone else in the house how she feels, but she hasn't told him. But if she's not going to do that, then at least don't like placate the guy and like don't make him feel like all the dates are going in a positive direction because they're fucking not. They're not going anywhere. Like, don't don't mm. string anybody on. Mm. Inadvertent. Yeah, I'm even though I mean, Ruka definitely. Like, I mean, they, they've already talked to Ruka about, like, how immature he is and blah, blah, blah. And, and I mean, he still thinks he has a good chance with Coyote. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I definitely, I would feel really deflated if I were him in that situation. And I wouldn't feel like I really had much of a chance. But he's still keeping it going. And he's 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 at least trying to let that be a motivation for him to improve, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe that. The man he, tries. Maybe he thought yeah. by blocking all those infrared rays, she would uh, find love. Oh God! You know, I wish I knew enough Oy. about Attack on Titan to know if infrared rays play a role in it. Like, because I know amorphous <laughs> oh, what details. What if it was just like a joke? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I just wanted to make a joke about it. But I can't think of anything. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. Let's <laughs> not give Ruka too much credit. Let's give him just the right amount of credit. Yeah, it's ultraviolet yeah. rays, son. But nonetheless, I do think it's interesting how much Cody seems to like Shohei here because she doesn't really show it, but she says straight up that she deeply respects him. And she feels cocky for saying it, but she relates to him. And those are some strong words. You know, like that's that's not just a infatuation or a crush. That's like a I want to get to know this person and I want that's them to be a adoration. part of my life. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, admiration. Absolutely. Yeah. So that surprised me. I feel like that came too. out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. Surprised me, too. Yeah. But I maybe, kind of get it. Maybe he is um, since he's kind of more withdrawn. You know, he's kind of playing the mystery card because as we also find out about Shohei, he has days where he's very up and vibrant and um, extroverted. And then he has other days where he's just like quiet and sullen and just more introverted. Mm -hmm. And so mm. he's kind of he has that tightrope walk of being a little mysterious and like not giving away too much where that might be intriguing to Calvary. She's interested in perhaps that chase. I mean, I think really he kind of sunk the hook day one. We keep going back to this, which turns out being still one of the most salient scenes in this entire part one is when he said, hey, I'm drawn to you strongly. Like, mm. you know, let's let's go. Out. I want to get to know you better. Like, where was that? Where has that kind of dynamic been this whole part here? It peaked early mm. and then it just kind of bleh, you know, fell yeah. flat. So but I think since that moment, Kauri's, uh had Shohei as like her top interest. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the main reason why uh, Sho hasn't shown much interest in, in Cowdy in a while is because I don't think that Cowdy is really his type. I don't think he, in his mind, likes the passive type all that much. Yeah. Right. You don't know. I don't. I don't think mm. that's his thing. I and I think that's why he latched on Har to uh, Haruka because 
She wasn't afraid to call him out on his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the thing and- we see in Shohei is that he is a man of action. Because like with episode one, the strongly drawn thing, he did that because he found an immediate attraction to her, right? Like that to me signifies that if he finds the girl he really likes, he isn't going to mince words about it. You know what I mean? He's going to go for her. And he but, and he's the, also the only one goading on the other guys too. He's like coaching them, like Ruka, go do this, go talk to yeah, yeah, Hanukkah, yeah. right? And Kenny, go fucking kiss her. Oh my god, it's week twelve. Like, <laughs> yeah, clearly Shohei's he's going woo in the background. Yeah, and Shohei woo. must be the most experienced. I mean, clearly we saw some of experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's got the most experience with the opposite sex. It seems like right. So let's let's go into the home stretch here. Let's let's get into like probably one of the worst love confessions I've seen. So. It's the first floor. Kenny's just chilling again. He doesn't want to do anything today. He just wants to take a load off, play his mini guitar. Was he was he trying to make like a Bruno Mars reference? I don't know. Because like the translation was weird, but it's like he said a much more formal way of saying like today I don't feel like doing, doing anything. anything. Yeah, it's, but it was like today I do not want to do much at all <laughs> the thing yeah. i remember about that scene the most is how bright it is in that room in the early day i was like mm. wow it's beautiful yeah it looks really it's like nice. 10 30 in the morning mm. yeah it looked yeah. good is that is it that time already oh boy but, <laughs> but guys how can we talk about this episode without discussing this big ass fucking boxed watermelon yeah it's the coolest huge. thing you guys know how i feel about watermelons on terrace house okay suika <laughs> suika 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 and it was uh, Kiro Suika, yellow, yellow watermelon. watermelon. Yeah. When it, when she brought it out, I was like, "Wait, is the rind yellow or the inside is yeah, yellow?" The inside, yeah. But and then the inside was like this gold big watermelon. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. And it's expensive too. I mean, it's one of those like premium fruits that have like the gold stamp tag on them. Did you see that tag? Mm. That's not a cheap mm. watermelon, y'all. And I it mean, was, it has its own box. Yeah, like it's relatively seedless too. It was gorgeous. I was like, oh, yeah. oh fruit porn. Yeah, Risiko brings it out. And Fruit at first, porn. they have these plans of, like, let's eat it when everyone's around. But then they end up saying, like, ah, fuck it. Let's just go to the pool. We'll have some ourselves. Like, we'll just hang out. And, have and we some. can have more later yeah. when everyone else eats it. <laughs> yeah, it was just a weird scene. Like, the, it just felt very disconnected. It felt like, you know how they film sitcoms where it's like they really film one person, all of their lines, and then they react to the other person's lines? Like, it just mm. felt disjointed to me. It, felt, it did feel disjointed, and I feel like this is another case of it being staged. I feel like this this is a setup scene. Like it, it feel it comes across that way to me. I like to know where the watermelon or, came from. I mean, was it hers? Because then it would make sense if she's they're just gonna have half of it with no one else around. They just said gift, it? or is this gonna be? They just said it was a gift. Watermelon, oh, okay. watermelon incident. Yeah. Watermelon incident. So I'll eat the watermelon. Yeah, the yeah, and then yeah. they go to slice it. It was. It looked fucking good i gotta say and then yeah. she's like oh my hair gets in the way and like what normally could be like kind of a flirty thing Ooh. normally a flirty Ooh. thing he just takes his little kenny pinky and just the kenny pinky <laughs> like there you go just kenny pinky. I, I still thought that was like cute it was cutish, but i've seen it i've seen it in movies where it just it's a little more he should have he should have done the full hand versus like that- a pinky. Yeah, yeah. It was just like I'm not really trying to touch you, but here's the bare precision. minimum. Yeah, yeah. But then Ugh, he, I don't like, want to touch you. But he was just yeah, holding the, the guy, yeah. He was holding the watermelon though, so maybe he didn't want to get watermelon juices all up in her hair. Fair enough. Fair enough. So the pinky. That's I true. Just, I like how it was like the watermelon was literally so juicy. She had to like jump up like <laughs> after taking a bite. Mm-hmm. But I don't wow. know. Like, the, the best part of the scene was the watermelon to me. 
guys <laughs> yeah. i'm shocked that you didn't like that you guys didn't like this scene i i was kind of getting like oh oh it was semen i mean maybe i'm just like so starved for some romance here but i actually thought kenny was doing well yes it is too little too late but i liked the scene when they were saying stuff to each other like when i man i can only imagine like when i come home you're the one i want to see that yeah. was so nice so my problem with it is <laughs> is that the delivery felt like they were reading off a teleprompter it felt like they're saying this because they have to say this because there's nothing happening in the house and we have to be the thing that's happening in the house. I got I got real genuine feels See? here. And like I said, maybe I'm just starved for this, but I thought this was cool. I doesn't mean that it's going to happen and they're going to go forward with it. But I thought it was a, a really nice moment, at least. And I was like, Kenny, finally. Oh, my God. He's shown up to the house. I don't know. Colin, don't, you have words. I don't I don't feel like it was like disingenuine but i Me neither. definitely felt like risico did her thing where she like weirdly like scolded him it was like you don't need to like wait for like the ultimate date in order to like say these things you need to just like know that you know i want to see you and hang out with you more and it was like it felt to me like weirdly like scolding i yeah. don't know like she did seem frustrated telling him what it is yeah, yeah. And she's like i've been trying to tell you this for three days like yeah she was not as receptive because i think again the time has passed she's like trying to move on you know when she said at yeah. the end of that one episode like i don't know anymore and she's kind of showing that now that yeah she is unsure she's not just waiting yeah. around for him the the thing that bothers me about all of this is is none of it feels earned. It feels out of context. Like we just were like dropped into a random romance scene, and mm. part of it feels staged. And uh, I don't know. It just it's not. Yeah, it doesn't have an and natural then the arc. Boy, no. And then the boy breaks out the guitar. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, "I'm gonna sing you this love song," and she's like, "Wow, that was very nice." And then the scene <laughs> He doesn't want to be. But remember, guys, he doesn't want to be Kenny the singer. Then why? And yet woo here's her? Kenny the singer. The, yeah, like, this is yeah, this is like him showing her like, look, girl, I'm ready for you to hear me sing now, one on one, Kenny for Spice of Soul by this pool girl and this juicy ass watermelon. Oh yeah, tightrope dancer. However the song goes, but it's like it wasn't even that good. A, it wasn't even that good a song. <laughs> I didn't say. Yeah. It. <laughs> I, I just said. No, it wasn't that great of a song. And after this scene, I'm going to tell you what I said while watching the episode. Okay, fuck this. Kenny needs to leave. I'm done. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done with Kenny, dude. Leave. I'm over it. Like, yeah. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm not as wow. mad as Colin about all this. but I don't it, know. I was, at the time, I was very viscerally angry. I'm like, I, I do want to see where this goes. But at the time, I was like, I threw my hands up. And I'm like, dude, I'm over it. I think it. What, what bothers me about this scene more than anything, other than the weird delivery and the weird setup, is that all of this is only happening because Kenny looked at the comments online and was like, oh, I need to, I need that's to nut the, up. That's the yep. theory here. Cause he is so concerned is with his, you know, with his image online. Very so concerned. That, that is what is I think happening. He's not, you're not cool. I don't look cool if I'm wishy-washy. So yeah, I like her. Yeah. And it just feels. Looks into camera. Right. And, and the thing is because he's a singer songwriter, that song wasn't written for her. That was just a song he's been working on. Let's be honest. Nothing about Tired it. Dancing. Nothing about it felt specific to Risco. It was just like, hey, girl, I like it when we kiss. Mimes and shit. Yeah. My, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't feel like it didn't have anything to do with Risco at all. It was just a girl. 
Yeah. yeah. I. Mm, yep. And I wonder. I wonder what the fallout was when. Uh, I mean, Brasako eventually sees this. They watch the show. So she sees the beginning of this episode and he says, you know, I don't look cool if I'm wishy-washy. So uh, I, I do like her. Yeah, that's like the worst. Confession. Oh, she went no one knowing Risako, She absolutely saw that and was like, motherfucker. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, maybe with the song, I'm just trying to get in Kenny San's head, man. It's hard, hard place to travel to. But maybe he was <laughs> getting the sense that he did maybe miss his opportunity. So like this is his like ace in the hole, right? Like I'm gonna slide in this this song because if she's forgotten about me or beginning to forget about me, I'm just gonna gently remind her that hey, I sing to Spice's soul. I mean, yeah, he had he had very romantic intentions with like watching the sunset on the mm, paddleboard. Yes, like maybe this was his way of making up for the lack of mm. I guess luster, the the ambiance and such, yeah. but. But at the same time, it's like it's an you you gotta realize that everyone is accusing you of self promotion, and this does not help you make a case against that. Right. Yeah. Most like significant confessions on Terrace House have a certain degree of pomp and circumstance, and he's definitely trying to craft and manufacture that for himself as well too. Mm-hmm. Try as he might. It's yeah. I don't know. I I I feel like I am giving him a lot of flack for no reason, but. It's just hard to get out of my head that like, cause like, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Everyone is doing this show for their own promotion, right? Like, let's not get it twisted. It's not like Kenny's the only one who's, who has that motivation, right? Yeah. It's more so right. that that's all it is instead of, I don't know. Cause like Shohei wants to be seen. Haruka definitely wants to be seen. She's an actress, but I don't know. I don't get the sense that she's on the show to just be like, look at my hair flip acting. You know, it's just, yeah, I'm here. The, the, so the, the thing is with Terrace House is that making yourself more popular in self promotion is like the meta game of Terrace House, right? It's yeah. not the game, it's the meta game. So you're doing it, you're doing it maybe not intentionally or consciously, but you're doing it, right? Whereas Kenny is making the meta game just the game, everything. Yeah. You know, Everything to him is the metagame. Yeah, there's no layer of subtlety to it all. And mm-hmm. exactly. And so his actual game is suffering because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but speaking of no layer of subtlety, can we talk about Shohei in this next scene? Because I fucking love Shohei. Boy. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> so in the first floor, it's Kenny, Ruka, Shohei, Risiko. And Kenny asks Risiko, hey, can we meet in the playroom later? And Risiko's like, yeah, sure. I'm just going to go upstairs and like use the bathroom or whatever. And then I'll meet you there. And then Shohei asks, are y'all going to kiss? And then he starts fucking backing with his palm. Like, this is what it looks like, loser. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> I love with it. the mouth and shit. Um, but also, I don't want to, like, uh, go over too soon. But, like, also, Risco was looking at racy Instagram <laughs> and got busted yeah. Yeah. for that. But also, that giant green bowl in front of Ruka looked delicious. Boy. And he was just, hum, 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 hum. like, there's no, like, tooth here with, with the way he eats. stuffs his face when yeah. he eats. He did it with the pasta. He was doing it with whatever, like, rice mix was in that yeah, bowl. Like, like his hum, bites are, like, hum. the size of a fist. Yeah, I was like, I mean, they thought he was a competitive eater. And I was like, uh, when I mean, he eats the way I want to eat. I admire him. Yeah, that's actually how I want to do it, but I'm like, ah, this is gonna look too slovenly, you know. So I'll just go little by little. But like, if 
You know, if I, I mean, he's on national international TV here, he you, don't give a you shit. You want that freedom? Yeah, I mean, he, he even yeah. got called out too. Like they're like, he's yeah. ravenous. He's going into that bowl. Like he's <laughs> just <laughs> just scarfing. Yeah. yeah. So I I was jealous, honestly, that he just had the reckless abandon to do that on camera. <laughs> the reckless abandon. <laughs> um. Oh, and I think also Risiko asked how things are going with Cody. Right? He asked Ruka that, or she asked Ruka that, and Ruka just says like, "Oh yeah, we talk about anime all the time." <laughs> I hope that's a good start uh, to a relationship. Uh, I don't know like, you know, like there has to be something beyond it, but we'll see. I, I also, yeah, I Ru- also don't think Ruka, that Ruka, you naive boy. I don't want to dwell on this too much, but I don't think Ruka is necessarily unrealistic too with Kaori. I think he does get the sense, obviously, that uh, she looks at, doesn't look at him as a man. That's why he's trying to make these changes. So, mm. you know, even if yeah. it doesn't work out, I don't know if it's going to be an explicit shock to him. Right. Yeah, he's definitely not got the attitude that he has, like, has this in the bag like right. he's gonna make a couple minor adjustments and then she's gonna be like you're a man yeah 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 That's he it, he knows he's fighting an uphill battle which at least is admirable right mm. Mm. yes that, so i have a question yeah. i have a question for the table so we get the scene where you know she, okay so Rosaka goes she's like yeah i'm gonna go upstairs i'll meet you in the playroom and then you know shohei does this thing where he's like kissing his hand and <laughs> he's making a pass it at <laughs> Kenny doing that and it almost plays into the theory that it's it's also still him clout chasing because I think Shohei is aware of that and I get the sense that it almost communicates in the scene that maybe Kenny doesn't want to do it necessarily definitely Uh, maybe his heart he's just not into it and and Shohei knows that and he's like well you gotta go kiss her now you yeah. fucking you, you, you're you in deep you, now but you, you already did all this stuff. corner motherfucker yep yeah and you, it's you like, dug yourself a hole what the fuck kind of game is Kenny playing here because like dude you're fucking 31 he's like how do people even know when to kiss like you fucking know mm. like even Ruka listen guys even Ruka has a confused ass look on his face it's actually a really good uh frame of this episode and he goes don't you just figure out the timing together and even Ruka's like the fuck did you just say <laughs> yeah kissing's like one of those natural <laughs> things that two people can do I don't know man I- Kenny Kenny secretly has never been kissed I think the the thing Patrick is Barrymore, when he asked the question how do you know when to kiss he left out the part so your fans like you how do you know when to kiss? <laughs> so the fans How do you maximize like likes and followers with a kiss yeah, on TV? <laughs> exactly. That that's he's like frantically that. googling like oh the best God. way to kiss on li- live TV. Oh. <sighs> yeah. So does that play into this theory we have going? It sounds like it's a resounding yes. Yeah. No. Shohei is like he's <laughs> he's smart. He's smart. He is funny and honest with people. So I think this is him being like a little bit of an asshole, but it's like, you deserve this treatment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It, well, Kenny it. has it. a really deadpan reaction to it too, which only like fuels the fire yeah. in this situation. He's like, he's like, well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to go to the playroom now. I should probably go. Yeah. Uh, the next scene here is the panel. Ugh. And I think they're on a similar wavelength. We are here about Kenny Absolutely. because they're like, he seems like yeah. he's in love out of nowhere. We think it's social media, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then we get to the final scene of part one. This is it. This is what we've all been leading up to for the past twelve this weeks. Is it. We're in the playroom. It's Kenny Obnoxious. and Risa go, and Kenny basically dumps his heart out. I guess you know maybe he rehearsed it. Who knows? But when he comes home, he wants to see her too. He's attracted. I like you. And she says, <laughs> "Thanks." 
They are so oh, thank you. They are so physically far away. So far. It was it was it's, uncomfortable for me to watch. Like, dude, there's a TV there. Turn the lights down. Man. Turn the TV on. Get a blanket. Sit with your back in the corner. Have her sit in between your legs. Wrap your arms around her and put the blanket oh. over y'all. And turn the lights low and put some TV on and then gently talk to her and then tell her that. Mm-hmm. Don't be fucking five feet away. You know what I mean? Like, there's ways, yeah, bro. Yeah, he seemed... He seemed better at it before, like when like he went to play the song and he was like, don't sit so far away. It's like, oh, that was smooth. That was good. Hmm. But in this situation where he's just like, no, I, I do want to see you when I come home. And that's what I look forward to. <sighs> I don't know. It just played out kind of like he felt too like weirdly cocky about it. Like I wanted him to be more nervous. Like there's it's a like, spot it, here for you. He was. Yeah, like you can go on a glasses picking date with yeah. me if you want. <laughs> like, like so in the pool scene, I wasn't getting this clinical vibe so much. Here, I definitely was mm-hmm. getting it, and it, a lot of it had to do with the distance. A lot of it had to do with just the stilted nature of the whole interaction, and it just seemed yeah. to get like, cold, why... clinical, calculated, not at all sincere or heartfelt. So yeah. here's and... the thing, y'all. I think, and I'm not going to mince words here. I think in this episode we were reminded that we were watching a TV show. That's that's my takeaway from this episode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We were that's very much reminded that we were watching a TV show. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, don't get it wrong. I, I'm never under the veil of like, this is how these real people would really act in this situation. No. It's all contrived. No. But it definitely is just like, he's playing the Terrace House game and we're just watching people play the game. And that's the thing right. that I've always historically hated about shows like The Bachelor. Because it's not real. I mean, none of no reality TV is real. Mm-hmm. But when the whole goal of the show is who's going to get the rose, you're going to do whatever it takes to get the rose, even if you do something that's not in your character. Right? Yeah. I guess, I guess, even if you don't like the person also. Yeah. So I guess for me with reality TV is I've found on Terrace House and other shows I've seen in the past that, yes, it is manufactured, but there are people that can come on that are can be much more comfortable and be themselves and let go of their inhibitions. And Kenny holds mm. his inhibition so closely to his chest and they're always top of mind for him. Some people can get over the fact that they're on a reality TV show and just be. And Kenny's never gotten to that phase. So that's what bothers yeah. me here, I think. Yeah. And like, I, I think though, your Jack, your point about being so far away is like the key here because let's, let's imagine, right? Cause we don't know what happens in episode 13, but let's imagine this turns out. Well, Risa goes like, I like you too. And then they start, to, then they're like, well, now we kiss, but there's this grand Canyon between us. Like one of them is going to have to make such an awkward move across the Canyon Oh, this they're setting their dude. Kenny set himself up for fucking it. failure. It, oh, it's I like don't want it. it's like Burns oh. and Masaki, isn't it? Where he like ran over and like yeah. tried to kiss her. And she's yeah. like, no, no, no. But that was so much was sweeter cute. than this. This is garbage compared to it was that. It's playful. This was gonna be mm, right, and it's not. No, this burn. is just gonna be uncomfortable. And it's not like Kenny is unaware of what physical distance can do in a conversation. Because I remember very clearly, it was. Um, it was the episode. It was girl fight, right? The beginning of that episode, Haruka mm-hmm. was crying because Risiko was like, "I revealed your secret," right? And she cries to Kenny, and when Kenny's trying to comfort her, although he does a horrible job with it, but when he tries, horrible, he asks her like, oh, "Come up here and sit next to me," because he knows at the very least, like his message will get across better. Mm-mm. 
in this case, he's just like, yeah, can you keep, can you stay five feet away from me? Yeah, that, that's good. Okay, I have something to tell you. Yeah, I like you. I know we're like five feet away right now or whatever. We're like forever away, but I like you. Yo, I like you. <laughs> I, I like you. Way back. I, it's, it's just going to be like all the way in the back across the Grand Cayman. Hey, I like you. <laughs> I like you too. Okay. See, see you next week. Yeah, I don't know. I, On the next episode of yeah. Terrace House, man, I don't know. Like that, it's it's a pretty lackluster end. Like I feel like it should be a cliffhanger, but I don't feel the tension. I don't feel the need. No. Yeah. If anything, I just feel kind of. It's just I'm I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. This this just doesn't <laughs> this doesn't feel right. It's just to me not at a all. good cliffhanger, man. For no. For I mean, this makes like you die, like maybe leaving. Look like an awesome cliffhanger <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. the first part of part one in O and D. You know, it's just like I don't care anymore, and it's like that's the thing we don't care about this relationship because it just doesn't. It just seems like the it's it's gone cold. You know, long time ago, too little, too late. Uh, Risco, I think, clearly doesn't care. Predictions? She's gonna say because she said I don't know how to react. It's definitely going negative, and she's, I think she's gonna say maybe at one time it could have been, but because of X Y Z, I I don't feel the same way i think if she's going to be straight up right then and there or she might just say i need some time to think about it and then let him down a little more gently maybe in a day or two that's what i can see happening here in the next episode see i think even best case scenario if they if she does say yes they do get together i will never get it out of my head that that's a relationship that was forged only because of reality tv not because two people found each other oh 100 percent 100 percent wow. i will the pressure to couple yeah. up too is a terrace house thing yes oh yeah, yeah but it's I, never so, felt so like forced before i feel like yeah if they do get together i i would be hard pressed to believe that they're still together mm. i based on what i see on instagram on a daily basis i don't think they're together at all <laughs> interesting i, don't know. I guess yeah but we like, will find out yeah find out yes, you will. I, who knows i i've seen early predictions to be like december ish when we get part two internationally but I think it's when, a little too early to say. Wasn't it like December 18th or December 20th or something like that last year when another part dropped? Yeah, that's that's like based on some math, but it could right. always be different. We don't know. Well, and also the Tokui leaving might affect it, too. You know, we don't. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And also Netflix does like put out. I don't know the date and time, but they'll put out. Hey, this is what's coming to Netflix next month. Yeah. So we will see if Terrace House is going to be December. We will see that here. We Shortly. should know by now, I guess, if it's right before Thanksgiving. So, yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll find out. And we'll definitely keep you guys updated, too, when we know when part two drops. Right. Mm. But and we have thoughts and opinions about all of Terrace House Tokyo 2019 2020 part one. And we are going to spend the coming weeks and episodes. talking about that stuff for sure. But I say that brings this episode to a close. This part or episode by episode coverage of this part. This Kenny shit fest. Is this, oh my an, God. is this an anticlimactic <laughs> ending to part one? Kind, kind of. of. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about it. We will. But that brings us to a close. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you think we were too harsh on part one here today, if we think we were too harsh on Kenny today, let us know in the comments below or at our email questions at terracehousepodcast.com. Is there a Kenny defense force? KDF. No, I that's the Calorie is. defense force, though. No, no, yeah. Or the county defense force. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, we'll, we'll come up with another one. But there's defense forces for everybody in this house. Yes. Uh, you can catch us next Tuesday. We're fun fact. Pew, 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 we're celebrating our one year anniversary. We've been doing this for almost a year. It's crazy. Oh, happy Woo! birthday to <laughs> us. We're gonna we're one year old. We can finally walk. Uh we're saying well, our first goo goo gagas. I think Yeah, I mean obviously we still can't talk, but yeah. I, yeah, I really yeah. have no idea what podcast baby development we're is that. like. We're working on the talking. But yeah, we're getting there. Uh so we have a, a fun exciting show in store for you don't miss it oh yeah it'll be good great. times yeah we're, good we're times. excited about it come celebrate with us yes this has been tadaima thanks for listening itakimasu If you enjoy our show, please like, comment, and subscribe. And ding the bell to receive notifications when we publish new content. Follow us on social media and check out our brand new Discord server linked in the description below.